Welcome, Troy. How are you? Episode one, what was it? One? One, five, four. Welcome one, to the Adrian Moe podcast <laughs> featuring Troy Malcolm. Episode number That's one, it. five, four. AB, um, it's funny, you know, we were just chatting before we came yeah. online and we were kind of laughing about, you know, how we keep track of episodes and the feedback and the questions and yes. how we say it all. Um, yeah. I know this is just an organic conversation, but what the listeners might not know is the fact that, you know, the, the amount of times that we speak during the week, we kind of formulate what the topic is going to be. So there's not a lot of preparation before we hit record <laughs> in regards to yeah. setting up the podcast, but definitely throughout the week, we do do a lot of work and research on what we're seeing around the grounds with our coaching clients, but also what we're seeing ourselves um, really being active. Hey, Adrian, I had a cracking auction on the weekend and I've got to tell you about it because despite all the media coverage that a lot of markets have been getting, um, it was in a place called Putney, um, which is a great, great suburb in Sydney, uh, very close to the likes of Hunters Hill and Gladesville. And it was with the McGrath team. And I've got to tell you, Antonella and Danny did a fantastic job in representing that campaign. Over eight registrations and well and truly exceeded the owner's expectations. The owners had been there for over 50 years. So to see their faces at the end of that auction. But here's the thing that I did notice, and I'm starting to see this as a bit of a trend, and I'd love to get your thoughts on it. the parties that were there and registered were very enthusiastic in their bidding. And I don't know about you, Adrian, but I've seen that as been a, quite a significant shift in the metropolitan market of Sydney over the past three or four weeks where buyers and bidders have actually proactively been trying to commence the bidding. No longer is there a slight pause or a long extended delay in the bidding um, sequence commencement. And I've really started to see that. So the aggressiveness of buyers coming back into the market and knowing what they want to do when starting the auction is something that excites me. It excites me in regards to the activity levels, the confidence that buyers are having right now and the quality of property that's being offered, regardless of whether it's, you know, really top end, top finishes, or whether it's just a location and a desirable parcel of land, I'm really starting to see that trend. So it's quite interesting. I know that you've seen something similar in the auctions and the clients that you've been coaching, um, they're kind of giving you similar feedback. Absolutely true. I mean, I'm not surprised because obviously, you know, everyone's talking about how low stock is. I mean, we, we get all that and it's objectively an issue for, for a lot of agents who are struggling with market share. So, you know, our tip to a lot of people is, you know, maintain or grow market share or increase your geography in order to mitigate that. Um, and a lot of mortgage brokers are really good friends of mine, Troy, and, you know, to tie into the willingness to bid or the aggressiveness of buyers, um, they've, they've never seen so many pre-approvals in place. So there's, from what I understand, there's there's billions of dollars sitting there in pre-approvals wait for people waiting to purchase and waiting for that stock to hit the market. So, you know, I, I think we've got to break that cycle around the shortage of stock because I know where it's coming from. And, and you know this, Troy, talking to your your clients that you're doing auctions for and coaching is that, well, if I sell, where do I go? So then that feeds into, okay, well, there's not much stock, so therefore I won't put mine on the market. And there's just this perpetuating cycle. And we've seen it before. I mean, you've been doing this over 20 years. I've been doing it over 30 years. This will change. So agents that are feeling the pain at the moment, 
you need to see it as a 12-month season. You know, there's spring, summer, autumn, winter for, for a reason because things do change. So definitely have faith that that pre-approval, um, you know, abundance that's in place needs to be spent and you only need to see a few properties hit the market and people would have a bit more confidence that there will be more to choose from. So, yeah, I'm not surprised by that, Troy. And, um, you know, that's something that, you know, I think I think will continue throughout the year despite more stock potentially hitting the market. But I do think there is enough buyer inquiry to absorb that. So, you know, we need to have the right dialogue in the lounge room to, you know, advise people that it's okay, that it's actually okay to put your property on the market, look at a longer settlement. There will be more to choose from. I'd rather be a buyer than a seller in, you know, three to six months' time. So, you know, all, all of that I think is, is very helpful, but not surprising there, Troy, with um, with your anecdote. The, the other thing about it, Adrian, is, um, you know, if you are still one of those agents that isn't getting the traction or isn't seeing something similar, um, it may be time to review uh, a lot of the stock that you do have on. I know that there's a little bit of complacency. There's a little bit of longevity in regards to some of those um, properties that we've had on the market in excess of 90 days. And, you know, we're pretty much six weeks out from the end of financial year, which means that the new financial year is pretty much upon us right now. So if you want to set up 24 uh, as a financial year that you're going to be doing fantastic work and getting your best ever year in real estate, then the work actually started probably, you know, five, six weeks ago Um, because most homeowners that are making decisions about their property circumstances are making them now for the next six to 12 weeks. And so that takes us all the way through to the start of the new fin year. So just an interesting thing. I did notice that. I know that we've spoken about, we actually spoke about it on Saturday afternoon. Um, yes. So I thought it was, it was interesting. I want the listeners to know that um, that that is something that I've seen a significant shift. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm still calling, um, you know, close to close to 10 a weekend uh, in regards to auctions and a couple during the week. So it's not just a one or two, kind of auction scenario there's there's actually quite a good subset um or test case that we're, we're starting to see um that's not the topic for today i know that i kind of hijacked it there adrian but i'm going to no, hand you to talk great. about episode number 154 because this yep. is something that you are uh, you text me about i think early monday morning saying i've got a great mm. topic and i want to discuss this on the podcast this week and it kind of is yep. in line with some of the questions and feedback we've been getting as well from some of our listeners so over to you mm. episode number 154 Troy, um, a lot of questions have been coming in about, um, you know, the, the, the topic I talked about in one of my video series, which was about having an insurance policy in place. And there was a bit of confusion. People were like, oh, can I have your broker's details? Is that public indemnity insurance you're talking about? It's like, no, it's not that. So um, just, just to clarify that, when we're talking about insurance policy, it ties in with a lot of the coaching work that you and I've been doing, Troy. Um, And it sort of reminds me a little bit of my day yesterday, and it's a good um, sobering reminder to everyone that it's okay to have an off day, you know, um, but it can be challenging when you have an off quarter, an off month, an off year, and if that is the case, what do you fall back on? So I look at yesterday, and and yesterday, what what, what wasn't a great day for me, but now I look at today and think, wow, you know, I'm I'm super pumped, I'm ready to go, but I, I identified the reasons, you know, sort of, 
I didn't stick to my to my routine. You know, I sort of didn't didn't wake up at the right time. I didn't have my four liters of of, of water. Um, you know, I, I didn't have you know the coffee. I didn't do my exercise. Like, it, and it just d- determines your whole day. And mm. I still added value and was still on purpose and all of that. But you know, just you know, within yourself, when you know you've had an off day. But you yep. know, the issue is when you have off months, quarters, or years, there needs to be something to fall back two and there's a few parts to this like number one if you're a business owner obviously you've got a rent roll and that's a nice asset but unless that's um, unencumbered it can be an asset full of debt the other thing is is if you've got a team around you sometimes you can you know have a bit of downtime and allow that team to shine which is great but the, the third part of it is is building a database and also a leveraging plan. So every time a property is listed and sold, every time you're doing either campaign prospecting or proactive prospecting, or every time you're doing cold prospecting, you're actually building a database, which is an asset, which is your insurance policy, because you could be an attraction agent and the phone could be ringing off the hook for a number of months, number of years, but there's always going to be that that hungrier agent who's going to cannibalise part of your market share. So mm. you need to have something to fall back on. And I, I've seen a lot of agents, and I know you have as well, Troy, who have been attraction agents. They've had a really good run, but sometimes the music stopped, the phone stops ringing, and it's like, okay, did I capitalise on that momentum? Did I harness the data and am I nurturing it properly? And do I have a, an appropriate leveraging campaign for every property I'm listing and selling? So you, you would see this, Troy. So I think when we talk about insurance policy, that is a metaphor for not just a bad day but could be, could be a bad month or quarter. I'm still blown away, Adrian. You know, you speak about database and I know that we've spoken a lot in our earlier episodes. So if anyone is just joining us recently on the Adrian Bow podcast, go back to some of the original episodes that we did speak about the power of data. Now, here's the thing. You may be three, four, five years into real estate and you may have got a little bit of a database, but nowhere near the level that you should have. If you're seeing five to 10 people on an open for inspection and you're doing four open for inspections, that's 40 people that you have an opportunity to build some really, really great data. The reality is, Adrian, that we've seen people have five, 10 year careers and have databases that are kind of quite small in regards to three or 400 people. Um, The great news is that you can start at any time and you can make the decision today to improve that. And when you talk about insurance policy, you're talking about making sure that you're creating raving fans that when times get tough, they're still going to lean into your services and understand that you're the agent of choice. Why? Because you've had a great experience with them in the past or they've had a great experience with you. The little things that you do right now are actually setting you up for success in the future. And that way it moves away from Adrian, I guess the chase and kill mindset as opposed to the nurture and grow mindset, which we talk about a little bit as well. Absolutely. Yeah, unfortunately, it's no longer good enough just to have a great customer service experience or get a great result for someone because, you know, that that experience is diluted over months and years. You need to be able to harness that data or relationship because it's only it's only a piece of data until there's relationship. And then once once there's a transaction or an interaction, it becomes a relationship. So nurturing that over a long period of time is so critical, Troy. And that is what we're calling your insurance policy. And, you know, that way those raving fans and those past clients, past appraisals, past buyers, whatever it is, 
those are the people that will support you and you can support them when, you know, that the phone stops ringing or the marketing potentially could slow down. So also reinvesting in yourself, I think is important, Troy, dedicating five or 10% of your income towards that constant digital marketing. And also, you know, it could be traditional forms of marketing, whether it's letterbox drops or, um, you know, some form of, of marketing in terms of, you know, that type of approach. You know, I've been blown away, Adrian. I was speaking to an agent the other day, um, again, just totally off topic here, but um, kind of aligned to what we're discussing. Um, I said to them, when's the last time you spoke to one of your past clients? They're like, oh, I don't really. I just send them an email and an anniversary, um, you know, card. And I'm like, okay, well, what would it look like if at the start of each month you went back through your CRM, you printed out mm. all of your past clients that sold, that had an anniversary and then had them on the front seat of your car as a printed document with a highlighter yep. or just a pen. And then as you're driving to your next appointment or you get to your next appointment early or there's a bit of a downtime in between appointments, you start calling them through going, hey, I can't believe it's been seven years, mm. can't believe it's been three years, can't believe it's been 12 months uh, mm. since the home um that is a natural way for people to engage and have a touch point that's actually a free touch point um it's an insight into what's happening in your world but it's also an insight into what's happening in their world that can build a lot of trust and rapport you do that two three four five years and all the other activities throughout the year you can't just do that one call and think that you're going to have influence over that customer but you Mm -hmm. do all of that you start to see people are attracted to you. People want to know, you know, they want to keep up to date with what's happening in the market. They want to get your opinion on things. And right now mm. in this market, more than ever, the trusted advisor mindset, the skill of a salesperson, the market leader is definitely going to see the return if they're doing all the little things right. It's not just one thing. It's a hundred little things done right that definitely makes the next wave of fantastic agents out there in the market. Definitely, Troy. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up there today. We've got a lot more to talk about next week. I've got about you know, 20 or 30 questions that have come through. That was one of them. Let's cover one another one off uh, next week, Troy. And it's been great to, to catch up. And I'm sure I'll talk to you later in the day. As always, AB, thank you so much uh, for joining us on your own podcast, episode number 154. Uh, Speak to you later on today, mate. To all our listeners, keep sending the questions through. We are getting to them. Um, Hopefully that did answer, Adrian. It was about 10 or 15 that came through exactly under that kind of topic when as soon as you spoke about insurance policy, um, they kind of came through as a thick and fast flurry of questions. So hopefully that's helped out a few of our listeners. Until next week, we'll see you again on this channel being the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. Thanks, listeners.